It's time. It's time. It's time. It's time for Let's Talk About It with ASAP Barbie. Become a supporter. Support this podcast with a small monthly donation to help sustain future episodes. Well, good people, welcome to another episode of Let's Talk About It. You know I'm your host, ASAP Barber, and I got the gang gang here. Come Mabaki with me. What up, though? What up, yo? Yo. Yo, so it's been a minute. We've been gone for a minute. A lot of shit didn't happen. A lot of shit didn't pass. But we're here for it all today. Uh, today, we got three good topics. Uh, one of them being the NBA playoffs and the shit behind that. Uh, two being... What's a man's responsibility in a relationship? And last but not least, we got should a man hit a woman if she spits on him? So I dive right into that one. Like, let's just go, let's just go for it now. If anybody spits on anybody, it should be a fight to the death. <laughs> like, like gladiator fight. <laughs> Like, not the Wild Wild West, but Gladiator style. Like, you shouldn't stop until you see brains hanging out. I mean, that's just me, because for for a woman to spit on you, the respect level is definitely gone. So, you know there's no respect there. And then it's just plain old fucking nasty. Like, you don't know what she got. This bitch might have hepatitis. She might be like NBA young boy and then with herpes, all kind of shit. Like that's not how herpes spread, but okay. But you get what I'm saying. You get <laughs> nasty. I'm just trying to put the nastiness out there. <laughs> I'm just trying to put the nastiness in there. No, I know that's it's noted. I understand. The shit is disgusting. And I'm just gonna go on record. My mother, my father. Uh, both sets of grandparents and close aunts and uncles all raised me to never hit a woman. But if she spit on me, I'm going to knock her fucking head between the stove and refrigerator. <laughs> <laughs> I just, just want to make that very clear right here, right now. Because that's like, it's so, dis- like, just the thought about it makes my skin crawl. Like, spitting is crazy. And I also took a poll on my social media, on my Instagram to be exact, and uh, I got the results back from that. And 87% said, yes, you should knock a goddamn skin tone off her face if she spit on you. (laughs) So, at least least if you feel like, yes, I'm going to say I'm going to hit her, at least you know you got 87% of the people on your side. <laughs> Eric, what you got? Yeah, hey, I was raised a similar way. You know what I'm saying? You do not hit a woman. And a lot of us, we don't want to uh believe that we can get to that space to where we're cocking back. But a easy way for me to to answer that question is to just switch it up and say if they spit on my son or my daughter or my wife or they jump one of my family members. I don't think I would have no reservation. Uh, it's it's easy for me. I don't believe in in beating women unprovoked, you know. Right. And what I mean by that is, I'm not just saying, oh, she smack you in the face, you got to wail off on her. No, I'm not saying that. But uh, like you said, transmission of diseases. We got coronavirus come down here. Um, 
yeah, that's I'm not saying like go off on them, but you gotta let you gotta let people know not to try you in some circumstances. So that's how I feel about it. Like I said, no, I'm not an advocate of being being people's asses, but spitting on somebody is criminal assault. So one hundred you should have the right to defend yourself. I definitely hey, I agree with you on that one. Mavaki, what you think? I feel the same way you guys feel. Like if a woman hit me, I wouldn't even hit her. I'm saying like when it comes to me like I said I think most men are raised not to hit women that's just like a societal norm in our society so when it comes to women if a woman try to attack me enough and I try my best to restrain her try my best to get her away from me but I wouldn't even try to hit her back but if you spit on me I don't know it's something about me and just like other people's bodily fluids like I don't like nobody's nothing on me you know what I'm saying I don't like no sort of I don't know like that shit just crazy to me man or woman if you do it to me i won't kill you but i'll slap the shit out you i'm saying like and i'm a big you like i'm six two couple hundred pounds if i if you spit on me and i hit you i mean you know who knows what's gonna happen to you man or woman you feel what i'm saying nonetheless spit on my kids if you spit on one of my sons then i might kill you you know what i mean but i don't know what it is why do you think why do you think it's so disrespectful why do you think it's so disrespectful like the spit thing like <laughs> i think like, that i think that the thought process of harking up a loogie to spit oh, on you talking about it like that oh my days that's what? like the ultimate disrespect bro <sighs> like, like I, I think i think men i think i can speak for all men when i say this. i think men have two buttons That'll get anybody's ass killed. That's calling him a bitch and that's spitting on him. Nah, but I niggas, it I don't know. You could call I'm, a nigga a bitch like on this and a third. I just feel like, you know, different people feel differently about different things, but across the board, I think humanity as a whole can all stand on one side of the fence when it comes to spitting on people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and I wonder why that is. I'm, I'm gonna tell you why. He, he did a scientific poll. You said what? 87% said they would knock him out. The reason why I think striking back in that instance is people know, people that spit know that is disrespectful. So they're spitting, pretty much calling you a bitch, saying you ain't gonna do shit about it. So you have to show them. You know what I'm saying? Right. If you if you don't react in that way, they're gonna spit on somebody else. You know, uh, or they gonna gotta give him a life lesson. Yeah, you, you don't spit on nobody that you respect. You know, that's what I'm saying, or that you fear. So you gotta, you gotta show them. Yeah. I've seen someone spit on someone else, and I wanted to fight him. Yeah, or the person. Yeah, yeah. I, I see. I seen two niggas getting into it. I was in the sixth grade. It was like these two niggas who wasn't even my friends. One of them went right over the table. <laughs> Spray that nigga And I was really like on, on the edge of my seat Like I had to hold myself back Like yo listen This has nothing to do with you You don't even know these niggas But I wanted to give it to that boy I'm telling you So I don't no, know what it is I It's like it's, a I think it's like It's thing. like the ultimate It's like the ultimate disrespect Cause like you said Like You would cuss at somebody You respect You would smack their hand down If they point in your face You will push somebody You respect but you would never fix your mouth to spit. You'll fight somebody you respect. Exactly. But you yeah, would I never fought some of my homies. Because you'll never spit on them because spitting clearly says, I don't care about your life. Because yeah. again, <laughs> you know, my, I mean, because because reality of it is, it's just like, you know, I tried to go overboard with the, with the, with the diseases to make you understand, like, that's how nasty it is. Because 
I don't know what you got. I don't know what you carry. Hell, you might not even know what you carry. And the fact that you want to give it to me because you that upset, that's ultimate disrespect, which means now I got the leverage and the super saiyan power to knock all your fucking teeth out your mouth. But see, if you're spitting on people you're not raised right. If you're spitting on people you're not raised right. Like something is wrong with your upbringing. Back, Dude, back some, to no, fuck back that. to women. Something's wrong with your soul if you spitting on people. But back to women, like it's it, the the women. Back to your original question, women that spit on men, it's like, do they, they even do they even understand that the societal norm is that you know that comes with violence? Like men, men always seem or men tend to respect each other off GP off the strip because there's always a threat of violence. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I'm not going to look at your wife sideways. I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to refer to her as a bitch in a store or nothing like that because there's always that threat. Yeah. But I think a woman that spits on a man is living in a world where she thinks she's invincible, you know? Yeah. Uh, and that's why it happens. I think Which women like, are just like emotional, especially when it comes to men. I feel like women feel a particular way, especially in my, like, uh, in my experience, and I've never been spit on by anybody, man or female, but like, you know, like when a woman gets riled up, like it's almost like they'll do anything they can think of to try to hurt you. You see what I'm saying? So they'll say, like, you know how they'll be like, oh, you get into an argument with your girl, she'll bring up like the worst thing about you. Or like, you know, they'll like bug out, get physical. Most times, in my experience, like I've gone through situations with girls where girls have gotten physical with me over an argument, like girls I've been intimate with, or girls who I just knew and shit. And I'm just like, it seems like when a girl get mad, like they just see red. They're like, okay, this is the options I have to hurt this nigga. Right. Spit, cool. Shoo! And they're just spitting your face. I mean, if it happened to me, I'm gonna lay a bitch out, but you know what I mean? I don't discriminate. And I think a lot of women, I think women are starting to understand that because, you know, it's 2021. Women have come a long way as far as uh, getting their rights, getting equality. You feel what I'm saying? Being seen as his peers and not lesser than. And I think slow, with that came like a little learning curve of understanding, hey, you want to be seen as an equal. You got to understand that comes with a certain level of accountability. So you can't just do what the fuck you want. Back in the day, maybe when shit was light, you could get away with doing that shit because niggas looking at you like you a woman. Nah, baby, you equal. You just as I am, right? So even when it comes to like getting physical, like I think a lot of women nowadays understand if you put your hands on a nigga, one of these niggas liable to lay you clean the fuck out. You mean? No, you gotta be careful. So, so with that being said, do you think that because you would crack her face open, do you think that she? I would hit her with a closed foot. No, no, no. I don't think it's dead. I think that's just respect. Huh? Either. Okay. I, so, so what you're saying is, if she ultimately disrespects you, now you basically putting her back in her place by by the open hand. I wouldn't say putting her back in her place. That's an interesting way to phrase it. I wouldn't say that. All I'm saying is okay. this. It's it's only so much disrespect I can take. And that varies based off of who you are. For instance, you my homie, I could take a certain level of disrespect because we know each other like that. If you some right. nigga on the street and you talking crazy, my 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 tolerance may be a lot lower because I don't know you. I don't understand why you're doing what you're doing and I'm going to get to the bottom of it. Like right. I, I, I could tolerate a certain level of disrespect from my child. You feel what I'm saying? Whereas from a woman, it's the same thing. Regardless who you are, I have a tolerance of disrespect. Once you cross the line of spitting in my face, you've hit the wall. You are past all. You it's red. 
So you got to take whatever consequences come with it. You know what I mean, and like I said, if a, like you like he said, it's criminal assault to spit on someone. So if a woman yeah. spit on you and you crack her, y'all gonna go to jail. They gonna look at you justified. I'm not no lawyer, but at least I think that's how it works. You know what I mean? Like if somebody trying to fuck you up, you slap them up, then it's no problem, right? So I, mean, hey, I I couldn't agree more, man. That like it is it is not putting somebody in a place. It's letting them know how you give it up. So. They can expect if you spit on me three three hundred sixty five days a year, you gonna have three hundred sixty five lumps in your face. You know what I'm saying? In that year. So, like I said, you can try because some people try stuff with other people and they're successful. Yeah. You know, and it leads them to believe, oh, I'm Superman, I'm Superwoman, I can do this wherever. No, I think the response is strictly and solely for you. You do not disrespect me or mine, and we'll be good. You know. 100. Yeah, okay. I give you that one. All right. So we'll give it up for that one. For now, anyway, you know, we'll probably bounce back to this, especially after the people here. They probably going to be like, no, nah, y'all need to uh, go a little deeper than that. Spam. Because you know it's bound to happen. I mean, but, do y'all, have y'all ever been spit on? No. Nah. Okay, so this is what I ask you. If you're going to ask me the question, have I, I mean, ever been spit on, on? But it's where I wanted think, to be spit Think on to yourself. Time. Think to yourself. Has Barbie ever been to jail? Because <laughs> that's know, exactly have... where I'm going. For the <laughs> shit that I'm gonna do to you if you spit on me. Shit, crazy. It's right. a rare occurrence, but it's it's memorable though. It's a rare. Oh, yeah, I, I, right. I really see it happen, but when I see I'm it happen, almost, I'm almost positive that I'm perfectly fine going to jail a few months. For doing whatever I'm gonna do to you if you spit on me. That's interesting. So let me ask you guys a question based off of that mindset. Would you put your hands some so disrespect? Would you put your hands on someone or do something that could get you in jail for disrespect and in doing so like risk like your livelihood? Because if you're in the army and you go to jail, that's a problem. Or if you're in my position where yeah. I work at, if I go to jail, yeah. I'm gonna lose my job. You know what I mean? Right, but it also depends on the circumstance. Like if somebody called like, you a nigger, like if somebody called you a nigger to your face, would you would you do something I'm that gonna, could jeopardize you? I'm gonna, I'm gonna do I'm gonna do them just like I did Sandoval. Yeah, you just gonna get slapped in your face. Another important component could, to think about yeah, is, is like when these things happen, it's not like we can sit down and analyze all the different outcomes. Sometimes it's just reaction. You know what I'm it saying? Is. As we talked about before, you spit, I slap, you know? Um, so if we was out and somebody called a nigga, some, somebody called me a nigga or my kids or family or anything, I'm not... Shit. Who knows what I'll do? You know what but I'm saying? saying? As an adult male... The only way all of this works is that we all have to be accountable for not only what's premeditated, but our reactions as well. You see what I'm saying? Because something may rub you the wrong way. So you might be at work, for instance. Something may rub you the wrong way. Like, for instance, you in the Army E. One of your superiors may say something to you in a way that you don't necessarily like it. And your initial reaction may be to be like, hey, suck my dick or fuck you or whatever. But you adult, you a grown man, you understand what's at take. So you keep that reaction in check. No, and no, you no, look no, at different ways to assess it. So yeah, you don't let nobody trick you out of position, but you can't Word. let stuff slide neither. You know. Um, but I'm saying at, at what cost again. though? At what cost? Because let's say let's say someone different like in things like getting spit on, that's kind of black and white. If somebody spits on you and you retaliate, that's something that can be forgiven. I I I'm guessing in most cases. You would be fine. Like, I don't think you'd go to jail for that. As long as you don't go overboard. Like, 
as long as you don't beat them to death or beat them half to death. You see what I'm saying? Right. But in situations where someone's just straight up disrespecting, like a nigga call you a bitch, or a nigga call you a pussy, or a nigga like fuck you, nigga, like da 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 in the third. Not even having to do with like no hate crime or having to do with spitting on you or getting physical with you. Would you? Would you? React in a way that could jeopardize your pockets, because well, you no, said you no. get tricked out of position, but that could that could be considered being tricked out of position. Don't you think? Well, yeah, I agree. So this is what I'm saying. Like, let's say I'm in public or I'm at work, and we're around a group of people, and somebody calls me a nigga. Um, that mo- he's done. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. He or she is done. Right. You know. So what I mean by don't get tricked out of position, whatever's going to happen to that person is going to happen. They're going to be separated from the military. Or, um, I don't need to jeopardize, like you said, my in that scenario. Now, if we was by ourselves, yeah. it's a totally different story. You know what I'm saying? Then it becomes a he said, she said. You know, and you can react accordingly. But I, like I said, if I was in a meeting and somebody called me a boy or something like that, yeah, I'm gonna be like, excuse me. You know what I'm saying? Oh, right. You just call me a boy, hey. And then we, I'm gonna play the victim card. You know. Yeah. And you, your ass is getting the fuck up out of here. You know. Right. Yeah, I get that one for sure. So, okay, so if you're in a meeting, right? Let's say you're in a meeting, and let's say top. Let's say top call you a nigga, or just say the n word. What you, what you do then, Bruh, I'm I'm the same way. I'm not jumping across the desk and jumping on. I'm like, excuse me, what did you say? I'm snitching. And then I'm I'm picking then, my ass up. I was like, you, y'all heard that, right? But what if you he know? bluntly be like, I said what I said, nigga. I'm telling. I'm no. telling. Like, what? I'm that snitching. That shit is done. Hey, I'm gonna <laughs> tell you. I'm gonna turn into uh, what's they call six, it? Nine? Karen like a mug. It's a casual six nine. This, this this was gonna happen if you jump across the desk and you you beat up on somebody. They it's too easy to put us in the angry black dude uh, box. Yeah. Uh, he 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 just acted like an animal. Blah blah blah. Yeah. Nah, man. Yeah. You got nah, smart. I get what you say. Okay, I get what you saying, man. Mm-hmm. From anybody. Personally, I have a I have a policy like a personal policy that I won't let but anyone. The only thing that's getting you an open hand. Nah, for real. Oh, if you if you a man, you try to violate. Like if you a man, try to put your hands on me. I'm fucking right. Up. right. <laughs> as far as like verbal things, I don't think there's anything verbal that'll get me to react physically. Right. I don't think, right. I don't think there's anything verbal that get me to react physically. No, no, I get that. Well, bet. Moving on to the next subject. Uh, me and Eric, we kind of already had a conversation about it. Um. And for the people who were on that live that night, you did too, but we didn't go too deep because we was waiting on Mabaki. You know, he doing the uh, you know, he doing big things right now. So but the second topic is what's a man's responsibility in a relationship? Uh to give you kind of uh, a backstory to the question, it was actually Eric's question. He brought it to me, uh, because him and his family actually had a conversation about it. Um, and then he brought it to me afterwards to see what I thought. And then, I, of course, you know, I took it to my body because, you know, this is what we do. But for me, like I said, then I'll say now is as a young black man raised in the community I was raised in, uh, a man's responsibility was strictly to provide and protect that was it like that's all i ever heard growing up is you have to make sure you 
you know, you're healthy when you get older and you have a, a great or to decent to great job so that you can provide and protect for your family the rest of your life. So, I mean, like, whatever that means to you, that's exactly what it means to you. But, you know, that's just what I've always been told is you have to be able to provide and protect. No more, no less. So, you know, it's, it's just... But we do live in a different world now yeah. than than the older guys who told than the older gentleman who told me that way back then. We live in a different world now where a lot of these younger guys, 25 and younger, they're more worried about the feelings. They're more worried about women's feelings, like, don't be mad at me. Please don't be mad at me. How long are you gonna be mad at me versus doing your job? Just do your job and you don't have to worry about her being mad at you. Uh, that's just my opinion on that. Uh, Eric, what you think? So, like, just to go a little deeper, um, like I said, I was having this conversation with my daughter, right? So my daughter sees me come home at the end of a long day's work, sit in my recliner and chill all day, you know? Um, and she sees her mother doing things around the house and tells me, you know what I'm saying, what are your responsibilities? You don't have no responsibilities. Um, that's what your daughter told I, you? Yeah, yeah. So Hey, I got that you. same problem. Go ahead. <laughs> Hey, I, I, so we had that discussion, and, and what I found is, um, like I said, the black family was intact for, for many decades and years, um, but I think some around the 80s and the 70s, um, the woman had to do it on her own, um, and I think they're having a hard time letting go of that, so they look at us as like, hey, I can do everything you can do, um, and then responsibilities get mixed when they get in a relationship with a real man, you know? Um, yeah. But yeah, I think responsibilities, as you said, is to provide and protect. Um, and I will add this little caveat and to help out where you can. So gone are the days where we could just sit up and we don't have to put in loads of laundry or maybe wash the dishes or cook dinner or something like that. Right. Because right. our women are more powerful. But um, I still think the, the main responsibilities um, are intact because if I quit my job and sit, sit at home, I'm gonna be ridiculed. Whereas my wife, I feel like she can get up, she can get away with that. She can quit her job, not ever go back to work, and I'm still gonna be expected to provide and protect. Provide and protect, right? As we talked about before. So, I mean, it, I mean, I think it's pretty universal. Like, well, Eric, I mean, like Mabaki, I think I told you too when you first got married. Like, you really got two rules when you married. You can you can either be happy or you can be right, but you can't be both. So with that being said, it's like just do your job, which is provide and protect, and and just let everything else fall in place, yeah. if that makes sense. Because you know, like women are like they don't want a yes man, but they do want a yes man. You know, they want a sensitive man, but they want a manly man. So it's kind of like, dude, just do your job. Provide and protect and everything else will fall in place. That's how I look at it. Mabaki, what you got? Uh, for me, I don't think... Now, granted, me personally, I subscribe to that philosophy as a man. Just due to my upbringing, due to the culture that I'm from, due to my religious obligations as a Muslim man, my job is to provide and protect for my entire family. But the society that we live in, like you pointed to, times are changing. Back in the day... Like 25 years ago, even like you could look as far back as 25 years ago when I was first born. That was like maybe across the board. Everybody had that level of understanding. But with the times changing, a new generation coming through, 
I feel like they're right. a little bit different. Let me give you an example. There's somebody close to me who's a woman. She's an older woman. I think she's like 41. She's been in a few different relationships and she's been with the same type of guy. A guy who's not, who's not necessarily what you call a provider and a protector. Okay. I'm talking to somebody else who's close to them and I'm asking them, why do you think that is? And she told me that that lady once had a conversation with her and she said, I don't need nothing from no man. All I need from them is for them to fuck me good and to make me feel good. That's it. I don't need no money from them. I don't need them to do nothing for me. I don't need them to be all over me, Mr. Protect. All I need for them is to hit it right and to make me feel nice. That's it. Now, this is a grown woman with several children. She's had a few relationships and all of the men that she's dealt with have been of this particular ilk. She's really been like the lead. She's really been the one providing. She's the one getting shit going whilst that person is more, you know, working with the house, working with the children and things of that nature. And personally, I don't feel like there's nothing wrong with that. I'm an advocate of you do whatever works best for your relationship. Whatever goals it is you have together, be it financial gain, be it just fulfillment, be it raising a family, you come together, figure out what things you need to accomplish and who needs to do what, and you make it run with it. You feel what I'm saying? Like if my, I, I'm, I'm the, I'm the main provider in my household. I'm the only person who provides in my household. My wife is in school and she watches my kids. My little sister, and my little brother out here, they're going through their school shit. They don't pay no rent. They don't pay nothing. But if my wife like made it big today, like she she's studying to become a psychiatrist. If she became a psychiatrist today, was raking in hundreds of thousands of dollars, and she told me, "Hey, stay home and watch these kids." I'd have no problem going my apron, staying home and raising these little asses. It'd be no problem for me. I have no problem. Because at the end of the day, our goals as a as a relationship are to you know raise our children correctly, help our families. Help the younger generation of my family and also, you know, look after our elders. You know what I'm saying? Right. So right. the best way you go about it is the best way you go about it. Personally, I subscribe to the provide and protect, but whatever works best for your situation. You know what I'm saying? For that lady uh-huh. that I referred to, it worked that's what worked best for her situation. So that's what she did. Yeah. Eric, what you think about that? So it's it's interesting because I also talked to another African um, co-worker I have. He's from Togo. And I asked him because, you know, I wanted to get uh, a well-rounded, diverse opinion on it. Yeah. And he, he, he feels very strongly. Now, he's 52 years old. He feels very strongly that men should not allow their women to work. Similar to the, the way your household is structured right now, Mubaki. Yeah. Um, they, they're like, if, if you can't take care of her and your kids, then you probably shouldn't have had her, you know? Uh, that's his perspective. So, uh, me and him had a good discussion on that, um, you know, because my wife does work and she brings a lot to the table. Yeah. Um, I would love to to be in a situation like that, but I'm not going to tell her that she can't work. As you said, your wife is, is studying uh, to be a psychiatrist, but how do you feel about that? Um, a fellow uh, country, not nah, he's not from your country, yeah. but uh, from the continent, yeah. saying that hey, like when you marry somebody, you you take that person in from another man, and they're your responsibility. And then he even said that there's polygamy in his country. If you choose to, you you know the the standard rule is only take what you can provide for. Um, uh, so, like, how you feel about that? Uh, like personally, like I said, you- that's like that's how that's how it is in my culture all around. So that's something that I understand. I know exactly where he's coming from, but I think okay. over time that sort of thinking is becoming outdated because we live in a world where young women aren't 
young women aren't satisfied just staying home raising their kids. Now, I'm not trying to be like, I'm not trying to paint them all with a broad brush or nothing like that. But, you know, there's variety and things like that. But I feel like nowadays, a lot of young women have aspirations. A lot of young women have goals. And sometimes don't those goals don't coincide with just staying home and watching the kids grow. You feel what I'm saying? My All my younger sisters, all the females in my family, the younger ones, they're all aspiring in college to have all these different roles. They're not really worried about no family right now. They ain't worried about no niggas. You feel what I'm saying? They're doing their thing. But at the same time, they pressed about their own personal goals. So, right. You feel me? And I feel like that's most women. So if a woman is like that, how can you come into her situation and tell her, hey, look, we're going to have these kids. Fuck what you talking about. Put all that on hold. Watch these youths while I go ahead and get this money. You feel what I'm saying? And I'm saying, like I said, if that's what works best for you, then y'all do that. If that's what works best for y'all, like as a team, not just you come in and you like impose that on her. If that's what works best for y'all as a team, then cool. Do your thing. Eat, brother. Like you lit. But at the same time, you gotta allow people to make their own decisions. You know what I'm saying, or maybe it may come to a point where you don't look for women like that. You're looking for a woman who wanna be in the house raising the kids, and there's nothing wrong with that either. But like I said, so it, I have another question then because like, it, and I could be all the way wrong, but in okay. African culture, like you say, you don't wanna impose, but like, don't a lot of stuff get imposed on the woman, like a religion, like if she's if she's not, like, let's say Muslim, she has to convert. Um, you know, her way is your way, pretty much. Well, I can speak for my country. I live in a democratic republic. Well, I don't live there, but that's where my family's from. I'm from a democratic republic called Senegal. So you can't impose anyone on anybody. You know what I'm saying? It's just like okay. the states. So if a woman now religiously, if you you can marry a Muslim or Christian or a Jew, if you're a Muslim, yeah, you know I mean, you can marry anybody from the Abrahamic religions if you're a man. Uh-huh. But um, there's nothing to be imposed If a woman is a whatever she is If she's an atheist, if she's a satanist If she's a Jedi, whatever the fuck she wanna be There's nothing you can impose on her You know what I'm saying? Now, society in itself, women my country Dictates that a man is a provider And a woman is the keeper of the household But like I said, even how it's changing here in America Is doing the same thing all across the world Especially in my country Young girls aren't just the generation previously, like my mother's generation, they were all they, they were even changing. Like my mother had like businesses. My mother was out and about getting bread herself because she had to focus on migrating her family to America. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that whole generation of African women who had to focus on leaving the issues they had back home and then coming to America and then providing for their family back home, it kind of like shaped a whole new generation of them where they're like, oh, you can't really tell me shit. Like my mom was one of those people. Like my mom had several restaurants all across the Eastern United States. My father couldn't tell her shit. Cause at any point in time, she's like, brother, you can slide if you want to. I'm cool. It's my restaurant, not yours. So that whole generation that spurned a whole new like renaissance for women in the region I'm from. I can't speak for any other country though. I'm sure there are countries where women are still being, you know, pressed down and have to do what they're told. I know in some places there's like a lot of genital mutilation going on. In some places, women can't wear what they want to wear, etc. Like that. Like some places in the Middle East. And you know, like I said, to each their own, you feel what I'm saying? But where I'm from, that's changing a lot, you feel me, all across the board. And I feel like it's a welcome thing. Because if you're a man, that burden on your shoulders of having to, you got to raise your kids. You got to feed their family. You got to put your kids through school. You got to do all this and the third. Like, E, you do that. 
and your daughter came up to you like, what do you do? You see what I'm saying? Like I had Yeah, that, she was I, like, you don't do nothing around the house. Mommy does everything. You feel me? So so think about all of that. Like I had that same issue here too. Like, you know, I'm the sole provider. Sometimes people be coming to me like, listen, man, you need to contribute more. I'm like, shorty, like, did you wake up? The, uh, did you wake up with a roof over your head? Did you get up, go to the exactly. fridge, and eat the food I bought? Are you sick? You know how, like, come on. Sometimes they, it get a little out of hand, but I guess that that burden is slowly being lifted off of our shoulder. And if it's more of a 50 50 thing, more power to it. I'm all for it. You know what I mean, I ain't got no problem. I, I would. I mean, I ain't against it. It's just, I do understand that the world has changed since, you know, we were told just to be providers and protectors. Like so you do. as a man, Bobby. If you're if if a if a beautiful young woman come to you, she has this international business. You two have a child. You feel what I'm saying? And she's like, "Hey, look, the f- the nature of my business makes it so that I have to be all over the place, I have to be all over the country, be all over the world. So I really need you to kind of tuck in. You feel what I'm saying? And tend care to our child. Would you decline that offer? Um. No, I wouldn't decline it, but I wouldn't just be an at-home dad. I would still have some kind of hustle about myself. Because one thing I do know, and um, you know, I was gonna get around to it is, no matter what happens with you as a man in your relationship with your woman, one thing you can't do is ever let her outman you. And I'm not talking about just physically, I'm just talking about the things that need to be done. Because it's kind of like, Women are making more money than men these days. So, you know, it may, like you said, you got to do what's beneficial for your family, which means you may have to sit home more than she does because she is the breadwinner. But you still have to be a man. Like, you know what I mean? Like, uh, I think I was telling E the other day, like, like, for me, I find it weird when I see dudes, like, paying other dudes to cut their grass and they I don't agree this. I don't agree with this. And they and Bro. they not handicapped. Like, hey, I, I don't agree about, with this. Hey, a little man hit me up a couple weeks ago about cutting my grass. Yeah, right. but, yeah you said no. <laughs> but the, but the thing about it is like with like okay for instance like with Eric, little dude said, "Can I cut your grass?" Eric should always say no because his back ain't broken and neither is Sean. It neither is uh, his son. Oh, yeah, but you got a son, though. He hustling. But you got he a son, hustling. though. Yeah, that's good, though. That's yeah. also good. Like, he, you, you like, positively contributing towards the economy of your neighborhood. Right. I get that. I yeah. get that. But we can find a different way because, like, it's almost, <laughs> like, it's, it's almost like, it's almost like, I don't know. It's like, the, it's the small stuff that bothers me, too. Like, yeah. I see, I hate to see men let women take trash to the curb. That shit bugs me. Yo, but it's the 21st century, like, if the like, you know what I'm saying like, if the but trash some shit shouldn't change though, some shit shouldn't change because okay, just because it's the 21st century, so you gonna bend over and let her fuck you now because it's the 21st century. I feel like you're trying to compare things that are radically different. Like you just took it, you just took a U-turn. I'm just saying, head. I'm just saying, I just Drifting feel like you, I just feel like you shouldn't let them out, man. You because just because you ain't the breadwinner don't mean you can't be a man. But because I'm saying though, you got a daughter, right? Yeah, of course. You have both, both of you have daughters, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, I'm sure, and I'm just assuming here, you're raising your daughters to be like, hey, listen, you don't need to expect nothing from no man. You don't need a man to be in your house to cut your grass. You don't need a man to be in your house to take out the trash. 
etc cetera, etc cetera. are these principles and i'm just assuming here correct me if i'm wrong are these principles that your guys are trying to instill in your daughters yes but simultaneously she's watching her mama cook she's yeah. watching her mama you know she's learning how to be a woman i don't want to say a woman. i'm saying like you y'all niggas bobby <laughs> i know you can cook for a fuck sure. you know what i'm saying yeah. especially like people i know a lot of men i know from like louisiana can cook it's like normal from my from my country too like it's very normal for men now most of the time women do the cooking but all the men in my family could throw down could have this shit on fire hit you with some restaurant quality food I'm saying so I don't really think I feel like it's some a lot of my young niggas like my little brother who live with me he my brother-in-law and shit this nigga can't make an omelet this nigga can't boil an egg you know what I'm saying this nigga got a hard time spreading butter on his toast you know I mean the but, nigga retarded but, but, that's, but that's when you know and that's that and that's my my thing when I tell you that you know he's gonna have a hard time in life because what woman can I mean like realistically let's just be let's just put two and two on the table like what woman can really respect a man who can't boil water? No, but it happens all the time. But using using your example, Barbie, what if her mama came home, saw you cooking, and went to your wife or your significant other and was like, why you letting this man out woman you? You know, and started ridiculing her, you know? Just because you can cook. Yeah. Yeah, and that happens a lot. Like, like that man shouldn't be in the kitchen. Yeah, that happens a lot. Down, you know, with I mean, now, 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 I mean, but that does come with stipulations as well, because like everybody knows I can cook. And and when like for instance, Eric, you know, like when I was married, my wife didn't work. So fuck no, I wasn't gonna cook shit. Like you're you're in the living room more than the furniture. You better have something to cook when I get home from work. Like that's how y'all work. It's like rules and regulations to this shit. Like, if 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 I'm doing X, Y, and Z, then you need to be doing A, B, and C. But would you would you defend your woman in that in that sense? Like, if her traditional mother came home, saw you in the kitchen, and just started going off on her daughter about how she's not being a good wife, or would you be like, "Yo, I can cook too"? Well, you know I mean, being being that I'm being that I'm from the south, I probably just let it happen. <laughs> God damn! I mean, because I mean, because those are just traditional, traditional traits. So you just gonna walk out of the kitchen? <laughs> nah, that's fucked up. I'm gonna walk out of the I kitchen mean, for your couple. Know, but no bullshit. But Eric, I mean, you get what I'm saying. Like, this is how this shit goes sometimes. No, like, I, had, I had a personal experience like this once. So I mean, it's just one of those things, like. You know, if it happens, it happens. But you know, on the flip side, you be like, "Yo, you know, I got this shit. It's good." But I'm saying though, like, how's your wife supposed to take that? Like, is she supposed to just swallow that? Like, it's supposed to just be. I like, mean, oh, if okay. it, I mean, if it's, I mean, first off, if it's coming from her mother, I'm not getting that bad. If it's coming from your moms to her, if it's coming from my mom. I ain't getting in that bout either. We're going to have to go to the <laughs> like after we shower for the night, then we're going to lay down and talk about some shit. But I'm not getting in that bout while it's going on. That's like walking into a Tyson fight. Why? Yeah. Why? Me, in my house, my mother came and visited me and my family. Now, me, I like to cook a lot. Like, I don't cook as much as my wife, but I like to cook. So I probably cook more often than someone would initially think. So I came home from work and I wanted to cook some food. I don't remember what it was. We had some leftover brisket. I wanted to make a brisket sandwich. So I get the shit popping. I'm going at it. My mother's in the living room like, 
my wife's name is Destiny. She's like Destiny. Like, it's not. <laughs> it's wrong with this picture. Right. Mom, you know what I'm saying? And this is like, what do you mean? Like, she's like, look at that man. That man just got off of work. You ain't gonna make him no food. She was like, he likes to make his own food. And I was telling her, I was like, man, like, chill out. Like, you wildin'. Like, I like to make my own yeah. food. But then every day for the rest of the week, when I got home from work, my mom, because when I when I got on my mom, my mom would chill. But she's passive aggressive. So every day when I got home from work, she wasn't telling Destiny to make no food. She got up herself and made me food. Right, but then my wife was looking at her sideways. But that's but that's strictly because you worked all day, so you shouldn't have to come home and you know what I'm saying and make your own food because yeah, but it's not a big deal though. Because like you said, because like you said, you have to do what's best for your relationship. Because I can even go back, I go back to an old relationship of mine. This girl, we're just gonna give her initials. Her name is SJ, right? Okay. And SJ made way more money than me, my nigga. Right? Like, I was making, you know, enough. Like, I could pay bills and shit, and I could take care of myself and, you know, her too if I had to. But she made way more than me, right? Yeah. So the fact that when she came home, nigga, I was always in the kitchen cooking something that I know she liked when she got home because I was at home. Yeah. I mean, granted, I had a hustle about myself that was, you know, I was doing what I needed to do, you know, because I still had a kid I needed to take care of. But SJ made way more money than me. So when she got home, she never had to say, hey, I'm hungry because shit was already getting done by the time she got home. You get what I'm saying? So it was like, but at the same time, it was like, you can also ask her, how many times did she, she come in the kitchen, and try to take the trash out, and I smack it out of her hand like I got that. So let me ask you a question. So there are certain things that only a man should do. What are the things only a woman should do? Yeah. Mm. Now you got my brain thinking. That's what I'm saying. What are the things? Yeah, if, if there are certain I'll, things I'll give, that are only I'll a man should do, like taking the trash and cutting the grass, what are the only things a woman should do? I'll give you a stereotypical answer. Uh, cook. No, but but do you but do you believe that though? Do you believe? I don't believe it. Hey, remember in my initial statement, I said that does not mean I can't help (laughs) out sometimes, (laughs) right? You know, because my wife works. So, like I said, like you said, we we have to like if there's she's like I'm not coming home till five thirty. Well, I'm hungry. You know what I'm saying? So I got to get up, like you said. But but the responsibility still remains. You know what I'm saying with that partner. Yeah. Right. So, so what I say about that is, Mabaki, mm-hmm. my honest answer is there's double standards. There's always going to be double standards. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so what, what, what men are valued to do, women aren't equally valued to do the same thing on the other side. You get what I mean? Be because of the double standard. Yeah. Because it's like, as a man, like you are. You know, the double standard is you are to provide and protect. And to, like Eric said at first, to help out. You're helping out is, yes, you're going to go cut the grass when it's a thousand degrees outside so she doesn't have to. Yes, you're going to take the trash out at night so that there's no possibility of her getting mud. Or, you get what I'm saying? Because, like, for me, like, for me, like, the, the men that I seen growing up, like, for instance, my grandfather, right? Yeah. My grandfather never got undressed until his whole family was in the house and in the bed. 
Then he would get undressed and take his shower. Oh, wow, that's crazy. But that was part of him protecting and making sure his family was straight before he got straight. You get what I'm saying? So that's yeah. the example that I had. And it was like, wow, you know, like, this is crazy. Yeah. You know, and it's like, and like now, some men I see that kind of keep the same kind of role. Like, I've seen a man get so upset with his wife because she called AAA to come change the tire instead of him because he could make it there faster. Some of y'all niggas got a shit. Listen, I'm no, gonna tell you something. Think, I if I triple A, triple A is gonna come change the tire. Simple. Right. But you know, triple A takes forever. And now you got your wife sitting down in the hot ass sun waiting on triple A. When she could have just called you and bam, you could have went over there and changed fucking tire and been on her way. And I ain't gonna hold you. I'm gonna keep it a bean with y'all niggas, cause y'all my niggas. I've never changed the tire. I'm not sure. I, I I for sure do not know how to change the tire. I feel like I could figure it out. You know what I'm saying? But, but I, I feel like if but, like in the, if I needed to do it, I could do it. But 100, percent I do not know right now how to change the tire. Yo, I'm gonna tell you what's funny about that though. This is what's funny about that to me. This is just my opinion. This married man cannot change the tire, but I've witnessed this same married man shoot 36 targets out of 40. I've seen this same man. <laughs> Throw a fucking bomb and blow up some shit. I seen this same man shoot a fucking rocket through a tank. Like, but this Bro, nigga can't sh- change the baby ass tire. Bro, it's hey, a lot of when, things I can't so, do that are menial. Like, no, you know what matter of fact, hey, but I what do you think? This, what do you I think? think the steps on, are, one, thing, Eric, one more thing. This the same nigga that I seen pick up a 300 pound nigga off his knees and slam him during mat combatives. But this nigga can't change the tire. That's hey, a no, we we fixing this right now. I'm so just saying. What, what do you think the steps are? So boom, you, you oh, might get a flat tire today. So boom, say I get the flat, right? You know what I mean, I go ahead in the back. I got the spare. I latch uh-huh. that, throw that, throw, get that prepared. I grab the jack. You see me? Uh huh. I put the I, I put the little stick on the jack. I put it underneath the car. And I jack that joint up, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. And okay. then I use like that little the little fucking cross they got, you know what I mean? It's like uh, whatever <laughs> yeah. that shit is. And I spin yeah, the yeah, motherfucking yeah. bolts off of the tie. There you go. To put the take it off, put the other tie on, spin the bolts on, unjack that motherfucker, hit the road. You just change you the tie. Know, but listen, but listen. No, 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 no. But it's like it's like I have fucking common sense. You know what I'm saying? Like I, <laughs> like I've seen, but, but, I've seen but, 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 on TV, I seen on but, TV but, a nigga jack up a car. Like you can't change the tire. It's the car on the fucking ground, my nigga. Like that's just right. But what I'm saying is everything you just said, my nigga. You just changed the tire. I feel you. But what I'm saying is I don't have no level of application in the field. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So if you feel me, so if you feel me, like no one has ever taught me, hey, this is how you go about doing it. It's just like you know, through pop culture, it's very normal. Like on TV, someone tire bust and they got somebody changes their tire, and it's just common sense that before (laughs) you use a tire, before you change the tire, you got to lift that shit off the ground. You know what I mean? Like, right. So just tell you, you tell your lady to stay in the car, and you go back there and figure it out, like the rest. Exactly. We just kept walking to the front, but like, yeah, I got it. It's gonna be like five more minutes. You know what I mean? Exactly. It'll, some time. It'll probably take a little bit longer because you know, 
I mean, I don't know where exactly to put the jack. I don't know if I got to put it on the side of the motherfucking cab or I got to get up under there and lift that bitch. I don't know, but I think I'm just saying, it out. Though. But you just changed the paradigm, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. you just did. I, res- so, I rescind my statement. Act like I never right, said I don't know how to change the time. Right. Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't letting you get off this pod without teaching you. I was going to teach you. I'm like, hey, no, nah, 100. And that's something. That's something I've thought about too. Like, I've been driving, and I see like a nigga on the road changing the time. I'd be like, God damn, like, if well, can I do this? Like, if we get if something happened, one of these tires bust. Like, I mean, what you, the fuck I'm gonna do? Also, I mean, like, it's like even if you don't, like, it's not bad to use AAA. It's really not because. I have AAA on on my vehicles, right. and, and that's what I'm using. But I only use AAA when it's like a real emergency. Like if it's fucking storming outside, nigga, I'm not doing that shit. Facts. <laughs> not facts. Like because this, this is what I'm paying for every month. Right. You know what I'm saying? Part of my insurance. So you finna get out here in this rain and do this shit. But if it's a nice sunny day like today outside, nah, but it's hot though, bro. Bro, I don't like understand. I don't give a fuck about high. If I got somewhere to be, if I got somewhere to be, I'll get out there. I'll do it. If if I'm like, yeah, you know I mean, on my way to the grocery store, my shit bust. Yeah, hello, Triple A. I need your assistance, please. I'm out here, uh, jack this bitch. I'll be in the car while I jack that bitch up too. Oh, like, dude, I, that, look, I sit in my car every time I go get oil changed. I'm not getting. What I'm getting out for? I'm gonna drive off as soon as you finish. <laughs> fuck you mean? Shit crazy, but yeah. But but the crazy thing about it, I know how to change oil too. I just don't. I come don't with know the how to change oil. The, I just don't come with the issues that the oil people come with. So that's why I wouldn't do, you know, unless it was just necessary. Yeah. That's why I wouldn't do mine or my significant other's if I had one. You know what I mean? So I really don't know anything about cars. I don't know how to change the oil. I don't know how to check if the oil gone. But, but you but yeah. you also have to realize too. Me and Eric are some country-ass niggas, so we right. were taught this shit because mm-hmm. we were born and raised in the country. So I didn't even you learn how to drive until I joined the army. Like I didn't, I never See, operated the motor vehicle until I joined the army. And that's it was in I'm Afghanistan. Saying. So this nigga over here, Eric, this nigga driving ATVs and shit. Right. Hey, we, I was, I was driving a, a gator around. I was like driving, driving a gator all around Afghanistan. Yo, exactly. it's a lot of people in the city like that because you got to be like 35 to get a driver's license. Nah, that's right. right. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, it's just dumb. Like, my father drove, but like, besides that, like, bro, driving in New York is just like time consuming. You can get and it's stupid. Wonder. It's really stupid. But honestly, now being a father, I will not put my children on public transport. My wife, my wife's from New York too. She's from the Bronx. My wife went up oh. there to see her family, and I had to work, so I ain't go up there. She took my oldest. I'm, I'm so I'm so thankful to God that you took her away from there, because the, nah, but... the, the Bronx, the Bronx is nothing but the set of Resident Evil, my nigga. <laughs> like the whole Bronx, the whole Bronx looks like the set of The Walking Dead. Dude. Yo, you gotta chill, boy. I'm, I'm <laughs> sure there's some Bronx listeners. I don't want to offend nobody. Saying, I don't concur with any of the statements yo, made by my colleague. Nigga, I'm yeah. saying Gun Hill, Grand Concourse. Oh, nigga. Nah, Gun Hill is it's crazy. The devil. That shit is but the she devil. Lived, she lived like up, 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 like top of Bronx, like co op. Like she lived top of Bronx. Oh, okay. Okay. She, yeah. she, she lived in decent area. Like, like you could see Mount Vernon. You know what I mean? Like, right, you could see Mount right. Vernon. But basically, no, but, what I was trying to say was. She's uh, one time she called me. She was like, "Yo, 
I, I'm about to go down into the subway so we can't finish this phone. I was like, in the subway with who? You by yourself? She was like, I, I got Molly. I was like, you're not taking my child on no fucking public transportation in New York City. It's not happening. I, I was like, yo, call over hey, right now. I'm telling you. I, uh, I, mean, I, I agree with you. I agree with you on that. Just because everything in New York, if you've never been in New York, people, when, when you hear this noise right here, just know you might get your fucking head, hand decapitated when you hear doors are closing. Ding, ding. You hear that shit, you might want to move your ass pretty fast because they mean that shit. I've been I've been left by my aunt at a station by accident because right. was moving and I wasn't moving. So so overall, so overall, are we all in agreement that uh, the responsibilities of a man is to provide and protect? I'm more down the middle, to be honest. I'm more down the middle. It just depends on what you want in your life. You know what I mean? I just want to sit that around. Third, by that third date, that third time you take her to movies, you smash it. I need to have that conversation like early. <laughs> um, what I do know is, though, in truth, I don't think I've ever seen a situation where the woman is a dominant and the man is treated with the same amount of respect as his peers who are providing. Yes, respect. sir. So I, I, that's just from, and I'm not saying it don't exist, but from the personal experience, like the, the female who I brought up, like she was on them niggas' ass. She was talking to them hectic. Like she was talking to them in ways like as though like well, they was I mean, I would say this for me and SJ, like we had a mutual respect because even though she made more money, I was yeah. still the man. Cause I, I did, I did what I needed to do as a man as well, you know. Absolutely. So, so it, I mean, I guess that was different. So, but we'll move on to this final and last topic, which is the NBA playoffs, fellas. Yes, sir. NBA playoffs. Let me first start by saying, right before COVID kicked in. I signed a two-year contract and told Eric Amabaki that the Nets, I mean, that the Knicks would make the Eastern Conference Finals. And this year, it looks like it's going that way. We're going to get there. This is what I'm talking about. This is my problem, right? (laughs) You know me. Listen, I started watching basketball in 2006. The first basketball game I watched was Game 7 of the Mavericks versus the Heat with Dirk versus uh, Shaq and uh, Wade. Shortly afterwards, I chose to be a Knicks fan in the most, in one of the most tumultuous, one of the worst parts of our history. And I've gone through year after year. I had a little bit of a high rise in there, but most of the time, year after year, I've gone through dog shit. We end up being good, and niggas like this, niggas like Bobby, who have openly ridiculed me and my team on this podcast, turn the corner like, oh, well, you know, I'm a Knicks fan now. Like my nigga, like, come on, just chill with the bullshit. But, but I also said that I don't have a basketball team, so y'all was on me like, oh, this nigga ain't got no team. So I said, you from New Orleans. I said, I'm gonna sign a, a two year contract with the Knicks, and, and the Pelicans are good. I'm back to the mutual ground. I'm back to so mutual listen, ground. In your city right now, there's a generational talent. And Zion Williamson surrounded by a great young core. In two, three years, in two, three years, the Pelicans, if everything goes high, should should be like one of the best teams in the West. Man, Coast. I just told you're from Eric, the Wolves. I just told Eric them niggas won't make the playoffs for the next five years. 
You, bro, do you see Zion Williamson? You know this is Zion Williamson's second year in the league, right? That's and he was an hey, all star. I'm not even gonna say that. That's fine. He was an all star. You know that, right? That's fine. He's he's a freak of nature. Hey, how long did it take Jordan to make the playoffs? Maybe a Dude. few years. Oh, okay. I mean, Jordan ain't no fucking Zion. I mean, Zion ain't no fucking Jordan. No, but what I'm saying is, I'm not saying Zion. We don't know what Zion Williamson gonna be. Let's say Zion Williamson in as long as takes him one on one as six. As long as Zion is in New Orleans. All he gonna do is eat gumbo and keep having weight control, <laughs> weight control issues, which Bro. means it's gonna lead to injury after injury Listen. after injury. Listen, you, the New Orleans Pelicans have a very good young squad. Brandon Ingram is also an All Star. You know what I'm saying? Lonzo Ball is a good player if y'all resign him. Y'all got a, y'all got good players. Y'all got a very good core that can that y'all can build around. We I'm have telling you, in, as a group. in two years, you'll be one of the best teams in the Western Conference. Just jump so on that bandwagon now. So what you're saying is James Harden, Russell Westbrook, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, all these niggas must be retired. Because that's no, the only James, way it's Two of the people you just named playing the Eastern Conference and the other two, like I said, I'm not saying they're going to be the best team in the Western Conference, but I think I think in two years they could finish like third seed, two seed. You know what I mean? I mean, shut up, bro. That's right. I mean, look, hey, look at this. The Knicks made the playoffs this year with a young team. One hundred. They, uh, I think, I think New Orleans nigga, can build the same nigga, exact way. Nigga, on the last show we did about these players, nigga, I said R.J. Barrett was better than Zion, though. R.J. Barrett is not better than Zion. He is not better. Than He's Zion. not better than Zion. Listen, I'm a Knicks fan. I love R.J. Barrett. Zion, look, all Zion can do is dunk. Uh, but that's the thing, though. You gotta understand. No defense. Just stop no the cap. Just stop. Just cap. jump. The jump shot, you're true. Jump shot is facts. Listen, Zion <laughs> Williamson. Zion Williamson is a fucking problem. He is a very, very tough answer. Tough question to answer. Well, you, Zion, Williams, Zion Williamson is 20 years old. He's 20 That's or 21. He's a little fucking man. That nigga cannot. That, if that nigga talk to you, he gotta call you uncle. Where I'm from. He can't just talk to you regular. I mean. As that nigga progresses through this look, league, look, let you. me tell you something. Uh-huh. I, look, I get it. I, I mean, like Eric, Eric, no, like we've had this conversation before. I really fuck with Zion Williamson because, to me, in my eyes, this nigga reminds me of prime time Sean Kemp. That's who he reminds. That's me That's a good of. comparison. So he reminds me of prime time Sean Kemp, and Sean Kemp at that time was one of my favorite players. Like, I think I was the only nigga in the whole wide world that when the Supersonics played the Bulls in the finals, nigga, I cheered for the Supersonics because I was a Sean Kemp fan. That yeah. hardcore. So, I I do. I like Zion, but I also knew, too, when Sean Kemp was in the league, I was like, all this nigga can do is dunk on people. No, oh, but that can work, though. If you got the right pieces around you. Right, but New Orleans, New Orleans don't have the money to fucking put pieces around nobody because if you can't even sell out of a season tickets, like they season tickets don't even sell out. Therefore, I know you don't have the money to pay these players. They will be. No, they, everybody so, got everybody, so, so got, everybody gonna got the is, money. Everybody so what's going to happen is Zion going to finish this contract and then he's going to go to Portland with Dane and he's then they're going to win the championship. He's not going to go to Portland. I stay in the East. I stay in the East. What I'm saying is New this. Orleans, the Pelicans are in the West. I, I, I would go to the East, my bad. 
He go if, if he do leave, he coming to New York. But that's beside the point. What I'm saying is this: Fuck Zion. Yeah, Fuck he, you're talking. right. He's going to Brooklyn. He may. I hope so. But listen, uh, actually, I'm with you now. Fuck, fuck the Pelicans. They're a poverty franchise. Zion coming to New York. But this is what I got to talk about. Really, <laughs> who y'all got coming out this motherfucking West? That's what I want to hear. Who is coming out the West? Honestly, like my honest opinion, no BS. Man, it's it's literally like close your eyes, put your hand in the bucket, and pull out a name. No, it yeah. can't be. I don't it think you can't pull out a name. You can't. It's only it's only one name you can pull out that motherfucking bucket, baby. I had I had I waited to game two of the Lakers versus the Suns uh, to see. Like I said, if this was the end, it's not the end. LeBron is still here. Um, like and with the Clippers looking like they looking, I know they won last night. Paul George went crazy, but I I don't see Denver stopping them. I don't see Utah stopping them. Uh, it's still looking like Brooklyn and Lakers for me. Can we talk about how who 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 has Rudy Gobert? Utah. Yes. That's who I got. But but Donovan Mitchell not playing. Right? Now he playing. He played. He played game two and they oh, won. Yeah, he played. He, he dropped like. I think he dropped like forty something in game. Like, yeah, he, he dropped the yeah, fuck he dropped out. Yeah, he, yeah, he, he dropped forty six. Crazy in game. What I'm saying is this: I'm really disappointed by the Clippers. Yeah, and it's not over till it's over. So you know they could win game two and everything could be right back to normal. You see what I'm saying? Right, game four. Right, right. But if you lose so, in the first round with all of the pieces that you got, with all of the defense that you have, all of the shooting right. that you have, the superstars that you have. Right, right. Do you think it's time to break it up? Fuck yeah. <sighs> yes, 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 and more yes. Yeah. The issue is, though, y'all got to remember, the issue is they have leveraged their entire future to acquire Paul George and the rest of the pieces that they wanted around Kawhi Leonard. So they don't right, have but, any I mean, picks for, like, this, the next, like, five, is, four years. But this, is, uh, but this is what I think is going to happen with that team. I think Kawhi's going to leave, everybody else going to stay, and they're going to bring in somebody else. That's how it's going to work. I really do. Because I think, I mean, because at this point, like, and I'm not even being a, you know, I'm not even talking shit because he's still a pretty good player. But, dude, Paul George ain't young Paul George anymore. This nigga kind of washed now. Last night he was going off. I'm saying, I don't think he's washed. I don't think he's the same as he was when he was young. Well, what I'm saying is, he's not a hot commodity that you could be like, "Oh, let's trade for this nigga." No, I think you he's could not though. That guy anymore, I think a lot of niggas will trade for Paul George. Yeah, the I Pelicans. I think the Pelicans will pay trade for Paul George. <laughs> I, I think they will too because they're trying to sell tickets because that's all he good for right now. Paul George, you think that. about because, like Eric said, this nigga went off last night. But where was he at the first two nights? Paul George is probably still a top 20 player in the league. He's probably like top 50. Nah, nah. He's got to be top 20. Nah, how many, how many small... Playing. What small fours just he's in the position five, he plays? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Are better than him. LeBron, LeBron, Giannis, Kawhi, KD, RJ. and who else? RJ's, not, RJ's a shooting guard. And RJ's, RJ's not, not better yeah. than him. You RJ's are bugging the fuck good. out. What's wrong with this thing? <laughs> Dead Rose... We, hey, are we gonna talk about the Knicks or no? Bro, listen, I'm ready. What's up? What y'all got to ask? Hey, what's, I'm right, what's up? Look, what's up, look, with Julius, look. man? Okay, cool. You mm-hmm. want to talk about the Knicks? Let's talk about the Knicks, baby. So, I'm going Utah versus Knicks in the finals, and the Knicks yes, pull it out in six, baby. What? 
what's happening with Julius Randle? That's what um, I'm trying to figure out. Right now, now, mind you, for those who don't know, we down two into the host. We just lost last night. Uh, yeah, we just came back. No big deal, though, in my personal opinion. Well, actually, it might it might be starting to turn into a big deal. Our our, our superstar, our all star, most improved player, all NBA, probably second or third team this year, Julius Randle, player, has not been playing up to the standard in which he was exhibiting during the regular season. Now, this is his first playoff, along with RJ Barry, who's also been having issues. So I'm guessing that the moment is just big, okay. big for them because he's not missing. He's not like he's missing jump shots that will be falling regularly. I'm just thinking right. this is their first playoff. They scared and shit like they not. This is new to them. You feel what I'm saying? And that is an indictment on their characters because look at John Morant. This John Morant first playoffs. That nigga don't give a fuck. That nigga's wilding out. I'm pretty sure this Trey Young first playoff too. No. Yeah. yeah, so look at Trey. Trey is averaging like 30 and 10 this series. So, yeah. you know, it's, it definitely shows that there's a class difference between so, someone like RJ and so, someone like those other players I'm talking about. But. So, so I, I got a question that's kind of off the topic because you brought his name up, yeah. right? So how do y'all feel about... It goes back to topic number one. The motherfucker who spit over 50 in his girl to spit on Trey Young. To spit on Trey Young. So Jeez. should Trey Young had just took the fine and whooped his ass? Or should 50 had turned around and choked this nigga out too just on the fact that you spit over him? Like, the how thing do you, is, if Trey, Trey, Bro, niggas was in game two. It's the fourth quarter. Trey Young is inbounding the ball. There's like two minutes left. The, oh, the yeah, Hawks man. have lost the game. They're not going to win. Right. He's inbounding the ball. Everyone's yelling at Trey because, you know, he's their best player. Somebody behind him spits on him, and I guess it hits his jersey so they don't see it. You see what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. he don't feel it. But the cameras picked it up. MSG went and investigated, found a dude. They banned him for life, and they gave his name to the authorities in case uh, Trey Young wanted to press further charges. Right. And, and then that, that happened on the same night that that fan dumped that popcorn on Russell Westbrook. But that's a whole different topic. The thing that's crazy to me is like life is cruel because if Trey Young, well within his rights, turned around, grabbed that nigga and started fucking him up, he'd be suspended for the rest of the playoffs. He wouldn't be he able to. He would be suspended for the rest of the playoffs. For the rest of the playoffs. Stephen A. Stephen A. Coon Smith would have demonized him as the bad guy. Right. And it, it's like, no, you. someone mm -hmm. spit on him. Like, that's criminal assault. That's I mean, a, that, which know, is like, what I learned today from you. Like, the, the shit was wild when I seen it. I was like, whoa, like, these. It, like, that, I feel like, and and I that feel depends like, on where you at. Y'all in Texas, y'all might be able to shoot somebody for that. Yeah, but this, <laughs> my thing, this is my thing with sports now. So, all this shit that's been happening where people touching these players and Throwing shit at these players and dumping popcorn and beers and all this shit. I think that they should reconstruct basketball gymnasium and lift up the fucking bleachers like they do at football games. So now you can't even get to them. That's what I think should just happen. I feel you. Like, fuck that courtside. If you're not a celebrity, you can't sit courtside. Period. The end. Like, I hate that it has to be that way, but it's like, you can't sit close to the court unless you're a celebrity that got the money to pay for it. Everybody else, go sit up in them bleachers like it looks like at a football game. That's where you sit at because what's going to happen is you're going to have another palace incident 
Well, actually, you're not, because I don't think these players that tough. But nah, imagine if a nigga spit on. Let me think. What player? Imagine if a nigga spit on Udonis Haslam like that. Exactly. It's gonna be a yeah. murder. Scene. It's a right. Oh, Jimmy Ooh. Butler. A murder scene. With Jay Crowder, hey, one of them niggas, one of hey, them we wild seen niggas. This, we seen this boogie cousins. The malice in the palace, like. That was a drink. That wasn't even spit. <laughs> right, but that's what I'm saying. But see, those were different kind of players back then. Like, there's not one player in the NBA right now that you can say even compares to Ron Artest crazy ass. Yeah, that's true, though. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's no There's no one. And the rest of the people who was fighting, those were some real-life hood niggas. Steven Jackson, hood nigga. Stoudemire, young hood nigga. Like, these were real niggas in the streets. Jermaine like, O'Neal. Yeah, Jermaine O'Neal. Like, yo. Island, boy. Yes, but you don't have those kind of players now because if you think about it, remember Jermaine O'Neal, Steven Jackson, everybody was trying to hold them back, but they still got up in them stands and did what they had to do. Ron Artest, too. But Russell Westbrook, he did. He did. Russ, uh, Russ was trying to get that nigga. Right. He get popcorn thrown on him. But he let this jolly fat white guy who probably played Santa in New York around Christmas hold him back. Like, come on, bro. It was a whole team, bro. It was a whole full security team surrounding Russell Westbrook. And he was trying his damnedest. Do you remember the malice in the palace? Nigga, the but the thing, but you gotta understand the thing with the malice in the palace, right? No one in history. No, no, no one thought. No one thought that something like that would ever happen. There were no measures in place. Like no one. I don't think. I, even when Ron got up, I don't think niggas understood that he was about to go fuck that nigga up. Right. Until he right. was on that nigga. You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> right. the, I don't right. feel like niggas. But now, like, because like this, that that was like. That's that's regarded as the worst moment in NBA history. Like, you know, the crazy part is the dude that he fucked up didn't even throw it, so he was just it wasn't even it was the wrong. Like, like, what is he doing? Like, why is he coming up here? (laughs) That nigga Ron is a Ron is a different nigga. Like, on Metal World Peace, excuse me, Metal World Peace is a different. That nigga is crazy. He's, he's probably is it, has there ever look. been a more violent NBA player? Y'all, y'all ever see that shit he did to James Harden where he elbowed him in the head? Yeah, but yeah. did you just ask, have we ever seen a more violent player? Yeah, his name was Dennis Rodman. Dennis Rodman. Nah, but Dennis Dre, wasn't Dre like Ron. No, 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 no. Chill, 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 chill. I got, I got two people that was more violent. Chill, chill. You got Draymond kicking niggas in the back. No, but Draymond, Draymond, okay, Charles Oakley. All right, there we go. Charles Oakley, Bill Lambeer, them niggas. That's a different no, situation. And, hey, what's your man's name that played for uh, for the Knicks back in the day, too? He had the dark Anthony rings Mason? around his eyes. Yes. Anthony Mason, Anthony yeah. Mason. Anthony Mason was a motherfucker, too. I ain't gonna hold you. Like, the Anthony, bad like, boy, like yo, this, this was crazy. Anthony Mason's whole job with the Knicks was, hey, we gonna sub you in in the second quarter just to get three fouls. The big-ass first step. Rest in peace to Anthony yeah, yeah, rest in peace yeah. to him. But what I'm, what I'm yeah, saying is Anthony this though: Mason, Charles Oakley, all, the, all them niggas, all them niggas is tough guys, right? Dennis, Rod- Dennis Rodman is a bit like unpredictable. But I'm saying like, I feel like at any point in time, Ron Artest could just like, like do some really uncalled for shit. Like I feel like I feel like Oakley and Mace and all them niggas, like they was on some, you know, 
Yeah, yeah, y'all niggas better not fuck around or y'all gonna get fucked up, basically. Yeah, I mean, y'all niggas better. Whereas Ron Artesso, out of nowhere, to somebody who's not doing nothing to him, elbow him in the back of the head, give him a grade two concussion. Y'all you know I mean like type of shit like that, like completely unprovoked. But, but you also gotta look, Eric. Um, you can contest to this. But then it's Robin, the same nigga who who tripped Carl Malone three times just because he was bored. Oh yeah. This nigga pulled he tripped him and pulled him down to the ground three times in a row because he was bored. The game wasn't exciting enough. Dennis Rodman is out of his fucking mind. I ain't going home. <laughs> I'm just saying, like I, I never I never even saw either. Dennis Rodman play, but I know he's out of his mind. Yes. Like this nigga was loony, bro. But but sure. Charles Oakley still fight. That nigga tried to fight James Dolan. That nigga Oh, well, not even that. Yeah, I was going to say, security when they tried to put him out, right? Yeah, he, yeah, he was trying to fuck the owner of the Knicks up. I was like, oh, yo. yeah, he said he going to bust his ass. But, yeah, but gonna... the owner of the Knicks got smart and was like, yo, let, let him come back to these games when he wants to. Yeah, yeah, he opened the Because this, this nigga going to catch me walking outside this stadium and ain't going to be nobody here to help me. That's what's going to happen. But, hey. <laughs> That's it for this episode, good people. Y'all know at the end of every episode, try to leave you with some wisdom, something, you know, something good, something good to, to leave out on. Uh, and for me, this time, I'm just gonna leave you with, when you find somebody that, that inspires you, that pushes you to be better, uh, listen to them. Like, take heed to it. They're not being mean. They actually care about your ass, because if they didn't, they wouldn't say shit. They'll let you keep going by the wayside. And for me, uh, I give a shout out to SJ. So we're gonna keep the initials there because she definitely put fire up under my ass for me to get, you know, get going in life in general. Uh, but like I said, when you find that person, that motivation keeps you going, take heed to it and, and push through. Uh, you know, like I learned in basic training, I always forward. Uh, Mbaki, what you got? Uh, for me, uh, I think people, like, y'all niggas just need to, like, be respectful. You feel what I'm saying? Like, you got to curb, like, how you talk to people because you never know what niggas is going through. You could say one little petty thing that you think is small. That nigga could blow up and bust you in your fucking face. Mind you, they won't be justified, but all the same, your fucking mouth is hurting. So, you know, take it easy how you talk to people. You feel me? That's all I got to say. Eric, what you got for the people? Hey, in, in reference to our first two topics, I just want to say people just need to know themselves, man, and, and know their character and know their limitations and communicate that with people so we can try violence uh, that's going on and uh, confusion in relationships. So um, know who you are, know what you stand for, and don't be ashamed to let somebody know. That's all I got. All right, good people. Y'all know y'all can reach us. And let's talk about it podcast on Instagram. Uh, you can also reach me at ASAP Barbie on Instagram. Um, and you can reach uh, Mabaki at Greg Bakovich. And you can reach Eric at Ekin Dilly Chuck Woo. Niggas need to smell that way. <laughs> right, that part. Ekin Dilly. Holla at Barbie. He'll, he'll get you in contact with yeah, right. I'll be all right. All right, good people. That's it for that. Hey, we'll see y'all on the next episode. Let's talk about it. All right, peace.
What's up? It's your girl, Aubrey Shine, and that was Let's Talk About It with ASAP Barbie.